welcome to episode 68 of Inside the Cage. Thursday one tonight, mate, two cards, like, in a week, that's, like, kind of crazy. Yeah, we've got a hell of a lot to talk about, Henry, because there's so much stuff happening, obviously, the UFC, and it's just mental, man, it's got to be a lot to talk about, some controversial stuff in there as well, I think, with a few of the fights, so. Mm, controversial finishes. How you been this week? You been all good? As good as can be, mate, and that's the thing, not all you can do about it, so just need to deal with it going with yourself. Aye, as I say, every week, I'm alright. I don't think that it's hard because I'm out working. That's the I actually get to go to the office, so I get to break up my days. I think honestly, I would have meant. I think I would have went crazy by now if I'd been stuck in the house. To be honest with you, mate, honestly, I think I'd have went stuck. I get stuck crazy after like Sunday afternoon and weekend. Like it's crazy. But we, we were sitting on Friday night. Uh, two is like the show, and we decided to find out what time Tesco was open till. So we went at quarter past eight to Tesco. And we ended up spending an hour and a half wanting about Tesco. I actually had to rush to the checkout to make sure I could buy my beers. At ten o'clock. At ten o'clock. That's how long we were in there. We just wandered and just it was just nice to boot, I think. It wasn't yeah. busy, it wasn't that busy or anything, you know what I mean? So I'd uh, I'd take the van home on Friday night and I'd uh planned to take it back and I was at the gym on Friday night I said you know what we could do we could take the van back we could wash my car I got a fancy car kit with my car when I got it from Seat it's got the glass spray and the dash spray and all that stuff I was like do you know what could actually proper use the jet wash in the work because I've got a big industrial jet wash which is class I was like I washed the outside and then used all this fine stuff pissed down on Sunday couldn't go raging I remember the shit you said there what is that the weather was pish, man. The even worse today, mind you. The rain's been terrible, but anyway. Oh. Right, right, so I guess let's just get straight into this. I, I, obviously, these cards come from the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville, Florida, as the last one had did. Um, I guess we should probably start with Wednesday. Yeah, we might as well do a bit of chronological order. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, I guess right. we just got to start at the top, eh? Aye, they're getting a for Smith. Um, aye, everything seems to be about the finish of the fight and when it should have been finished and when it shouldn't have been finished. Um, that seems to be all the stories are about. I would probably say the fight should have been stopped, finished, but, uh, stopped earlier, but I don't know if that was necessarily the referee's fault for me. I don't think it was the referee's fault. I think Anthony Smith's corner should have stopped it. Yeah, See, when, I I, think... when, Smith's, when Smith said to him, as, I think it was... Um, I don't know if it was Felder or DC said on commentary said your fighter is not going to tell you he wants to quit you will never hear any fighter say listen coach I'm done but in a roundabout way Anthony Smith was saying to his coach listen I'm done because he said I think my teeth have fallen out I think at that point it should have been a case of right mate it's no your night game over let's stop this before it gets any worse and ah oh, mate I've, I've got I reckon I could do an hour on Anthony Smith. I'm, I don't know what to say about I'm worried for the guy. He looked lost. He looked like a totally different animal from the one that was fighting Jones. I think there was parts of it that were good. I think his first the first round was good. But well, I, was about, I, was, I was about to interrupt you there and actually say that. For the first round, round and a half, I thought he was far better than Glover. I thought he actually dominated the fight up until that point. Then Glover got a couple of good strikes and they totally rocked him and as soon as he got rocked that was it they kind of just disappeared totally. it was almost as if it was almost as if he, th- he thought he was guaranteed to win it's almost as if he thought he was getting there he's going to smash up Glover boom nice easy paycheck thank you very much but then when Glover kept taking the shots and didn't flinch then Glover smacked him so Smith went wait I don't know mate there was there was something after that, the end of that second round, mate, the, the, you could just tell in Anthony Smith's eyes that he was um, he was done, mate. He was absolutely mm. shat, like absolutely knackered at the end of that second round. His 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 engine had nearly gone. Well, and DC made some great comments also during the commentary regarding the way Anthony Smith was fighting was as though he was trying to get Glover out of there in two rounds. He was yeah. fighting a hundred mile an hour. Now they're light heavyweights fighting at that pace. You can't keep that up for five rounds. You're going to struggle. And it looked as though, as you say, he was in there. Why not cover out within two rounds and get up the road and get as far away from that place as possible? And it just, as soon as he took a couple of hits, everything just drained right out of him and he just totally disappeared and disappeared into a different person. Uh, that's that's the part that worries me about Smith, mate. Like, 
good fighters find ways to win when it goes against them. Good fighters can always up the level. I reckon he's got another gear, Smith. I really do. But he just just completely lose himself. He just seemed to completely lose himself, like properly just totally lost himself. And that's, that's, that's the sad thing because... He's a good fighter. I still don't rate him that massively. I still think he got a title shot too early and all that stuff, but that was in the past now, and I don't think he'll probably get near him again. But I don't know, mate. I think if I was Anthony Smith and I could beat that badly off of a 40-year-old Glover Teixeira, I would be having a serious, hard, long look at what I want to do next. See as much of, right, I can understand people... Like, I, heard, I read people say oh, Glover's back to his best and all that. He wasn't really because he was beating. It was a wounded animal, basically. He's beating up a wounded animal. But even then, I don't think the wounded. I don't think. All right, he lost teeth, but that can happen with any punch. Any punch can strike somebody and take teeth out. I don't know how badly damaged Anthony Smith actually was. As much as maybe mentally he was wrong. Don't get me wrong. Mm. He was taking punishment, but I don't think it was bad punishment. Even the punches the cover was getting with. Some of the ones were quite short strikes, they weren't majorly pounding him, do you know what I mean? I d- even as he walked out the octagon, I'm like, I the fight should have been stopped sooner, but I don't think he's too badly hurt. Like, I think I've seen today that Glover's getting a six-month suspension for his medical suspension, and Anthony Smith is only 60 days. Yeah. That I kind of think that tells you how kind of every fight kind of how badly hurt Anthony Smith wasn't, basically. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's just about that, though. I mean, that's the thing. I just think for me personally, right, on paper, Anthony Smith, whether it goes five rounds or not, Anthony Smith should have dominated Glover Teixeira. Oh, he should of course, have not that been. No, I... and that, that's not my issue, isn't the fact that, um, you know, Anthony maybe took more damage than he should have. That happens in fights, mate. It just depends how hard the guy hits. Also depends how your body reacts to it. You've seen, who was it that had that cut? The same cut that keeps opening up, and they said it was because the the Vaseline, like the jelly underneath it, obviously crystallised and cuts his skin from the inside. Remember we were talking about a few months back? It's the same yeah, cut, the so. same part of the face. That The slightest wee punch and that's it, gone. I know it's not quite the same, but Smith, I just, I don't know, mate, I just, I like Anthony Smith. He's got a, he's, he looks like quite a dangerous fighter, but I just, I felt as if this was poor. It wasn't good. And I don't, I don't agree with people saying that Glover was, you know, class because I don't think he was that good. I think he was no, certainly a lot better than what I've ever seen him. Um, I think it's probably the best I've ever seen Glover, but um, yeah, Smith should have schooled him, mate, and it's it was worrying that he didn't. Yeah, it was a, as I say, it was a strange one for me. Um, I think, as you say, Smith should have won the fight. He did go out with any two rounds, try to win the fight, and after I say, thought he'd done quite well. I probably gave him the first round, round and a half anyway. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it happens, and the kind of drained out of him as we said. So aye, I know what you mean. It's it's a it's a straight it was a strange fight. It's a strange ending. It should have been stopped earlier. Should have been stopped between the fourth and the fifth without doubt. Yeah. Connor should have just turned around and well, look, we're pulling him out, he's done. No fighting anymore. I actually thought it was one point it was in the third that I thought it, Glover could have finished him, the referee could have called it then. Yeah. But then he kept fighting and he was he was defending back intelligently and I think that's what kept him in the fight. He always looked as though he was there. He always looked as though he knows what he's trying to do to try and defend himself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a shame. I, I, I think I've seen Jason Herzog uh, release something on, was it Twitter or Instagram or something like that, saying it was his fault. But I don't think it was his fault anyway, definitely not. I don't think... I agree with you. I don't think Smith took, like, excess damage. He certainly took... He maybe took a wee bit more damage. He took a lot of shots, but the damage he was taking was maybe not dreadful. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't. Um, we'll move on, right? And we'll talk about the co-main. I didn't realize. I totally, totally missed. Totally, one hundred percent missed the fact that OSP had jumped up to heavyweight for this. I know Ben Wolfwell's a heavyweight, but because I thought OSP would um, absolutely mash Ben Rothwell, and then I realized I was like, I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen, but it didn't. No, but it was a weird one. Like, I watched OSP get into the octagon and then you turn and you see Ben Rothwell and you go, fuck, I thought OSP was a big dude. And he's done next to Ben Rothwell and he exactly. looked, a bit, looked a bit small and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, this isn't going to end well. Yeah, it was It was kind of weird seeing OSP at heavyweight, mate. It was, like, he's always been quite a, a big, well, not a big light heavyweight, but he's always seemed kind of bigger light heavyweight and then 
you see him like as you said, they see him next to Ben Rothwell. You're just like, what? Like a normal human being again next to Ben Rothwell. That's what it was. It was. You know something else? Um, that Ben Rothwell's face doesn't change. Ever. The, ever. Like he's still got that same just pure. Look. And there was no excitement on his face whatsoever. Nah, you could punch him 87,000 times in the face while on top, ground and pound, and he'll just be like pure placid and meh, not interested. Um, I'm not, I mean, I was, I was going to say, I wasn't sure, like, I wouldn't have said he actually won, but then, like, at the end, DC was kind of saying that um, if the striking is very, like, the numbers are the same and they both had good bits, it would be control of the octagon, and Beth, Ben Rothwell controlled the octagon the whole fight. Well, that's true. That I would have said that as well because I was very really against the stuff like that. Aye. So many moments. Exactly. Um, you probably can't argue with it, but if it went the other way, you would have disagreed with it either. So it was a, it's one of those ones. It was another one that shows that the UFC's matchups are all very good at this moment in time. Yeah, the matchups have been absolutely class, mate. All this week have been absolutely brilliant. Some absolute classic fights, man. Like absolutely brilliant. Obviously, Gaethje Ferguson for last Saturday, but of course, um, but... yeah. Even the next one, when you get Gaethje's mate when it uh, did over against Alex Hernandez, what a fight this was for as long as it lasted. It was class, man. Love, Drudo was brilliant. And watching Alex Hernandez getting knocked out is always fun. So, um, he was a cocky wee bastard, wasn't he? And now he just keeps getting beat. I think he's only won one in his last three or something. Now, so he's, he's, he's he struggling again. He said that himself, though, that he said like before Cerrone. He, before Cerrone he thought he was like you know almost invincible because he was unbeaten and he was like proper like yeah and then Cerrone schooled him he said it totally changed him but to me he still acts like he's you know he's 40 and 0 and he's a triple division champ you know he still acts like that and watching Drew, Drew Dober smack him about a wee bit was amazing mate plus the fact I think Drew Dober's absolutely amazing um, I think he's definitely got a future of that, that division definitely um, I was going to say that man fucking coming down to lightweight and putting on a performance like that was pretty impressive yeah. I thought he'd find a lightweight on it because he's usually I thought he usually felt a welterweight nah, he's, he's, he's fought a lightweight since um, he beat Camacho um, ah, he was superb man his striking was really good he picked his shoot moments to try and take Hernandez out even a couple of times Hernandez even if he hit Hernandez and Hernandez fell down he tried to then go for the takedown, he really gave himself time to recover, and Dober got him really, really quickly, and get back up, and then just started knocking fuck out of him again. Um, but, I way done it, was just super, I mean, it was brilliant to watch, an exciting fighter. Um, I think he said he wants on the next Gaethje card, so that'll be interesting to see when that happens. So, yeah, that'd um, be good, man. That'd be really good. It was a class, just, it was a class fight, man. It was really good, really enjoyed it. It was, just, it was a good fight to watch, man, for the last year. It was really, really good, man. Entertaining fight. That's what you want. Entertainment. That's what it is, isn't it? So. Definitely. Talking of class <laughs> fights, uh, Ricky Simon versus Ray Borg. I probably enjoyed this, man. I thought I was going to even kind like, of first thought. I was, like, was going to a decent fight, but it was, it was really, really good, man. It was just fucking class. The two of them standing up was absolutely superb. And yeah. two of them rolling about the floor was absolutely superb. It was just two very good all-round mixed martial artists going head-to-head. It was brilliant. I'm gutted for Borg. I'm really gutted for Borg because that's the best I've seen Borg look for a while, mate. Like, proper. He looked focused. He looked like he really wanted it. Like, I, I like Borg because I think he's a young guy who's had a lot of, you know, shit happen in his life and he's a tough right. He's had a title shot already and he's only, what, 25 or something, man? It's crazy. Think. And that title shot was like two years ago. Three years ago, bro. So young, man. Aye, it's it's mental, mate. So I was gutted for him. Honestly, I don't know if he really won. I think, to be honest, I think probably Ricky Simone just edged it for me. But um, it was certainly close. That's for sure. It was brilliant, man. It was a great fight to watch, as you're saying. I would probably give you for Ricky Simone. Probably just won it for me. I think maybe. He's cut a takedowns they got and Ray Borg probably sealed it most for each kind of round. Cause it was it seven takedowns in total that he got, Ricky Simone yeah. as well? A hell of a lot of takedowns during a three round fight. And against somebody of Ray Borg's class as well. Yeah, definitely, man. Something amazing. But yeah, I would probably say Ricky just dazed it for me as well. So. But aye, uh, such an entertaining fight, man. It was brilliant to watch. What, what do you make of the controversy in this fight? 
between Arlovsky and Linz. Regarding Namath Drama's song? Well, the low blow. He got God, a, I'm he, sorry to remember us. He got a lot of... Because it, was like, it wasn't even close to the leg, mate. He dug his toe right up in fucking Arlovsky's balls. Oh, was, yeah, I remember it, it now. It was a proper squared boot in the balls, wasn't it? It, was yeah, it wasn't one. even as if he was close and he clipped the cup. He absolutely dinged the cup straight on full force. It was weird, like... I mean, OK, Herb Dean gave him a stern warning saying, listen, that was probably one of the worst I've ever seen. Any more of that, that's it. But I don't... I mean, I'm, I'm not a massive, massive fan of, you know... Penalising guys for that because shit happens, man. It's fighting. You're, you're trying to kick and punch guys in places that are close to that. I mean, who was it? Was it somebody actually punched somebody in the balls? Which is, I think, the first time I've ever seen that. It was a low blow. I just get punched in the balls. I by Glover. It was a proper low shot, like was, really low. It was. It was an absolute uppercut right to the knob, man. It was unbelievable. That's what I was. I was classing, man, because I was like, that is like so low. I was like, I don't think I've ever seen a punch. I've obviously kicks because the kicks are coming up the way, but the punch. Yeah. Is weird, but I don't know, mate. It is what it is. I one thing I did love was a heavyweight kickboxing and Andre Arlovsky. That was amazing. That was something to behold, man. He looked good, man. He looked really, really good for a guy getting on about. I was surprised how good he looked. Um, he kept switching between. Southpaw, not conventional and stuff like that, and a lot, a lot of kicks, a hell of a lot of kicks to the leg and stuff like that. I thought it was interesting to see. A different Arlovsky for me. It was totally different, mate. Like, the kickboxing, his kicks were amazing. See, for such a big guy, like, he's, his kicks were amazing. And to, to, to actually, for his coaches to actually have that game plan, make him turn Southpaw just so that he could throw the left kick is genius. Like absolutely genius. I think honestly, to I think obviously the, he's obviously got a better left kick than he's got a right kick. Do you know what I mean? But uh, amazing, mate. I thought it was a class performance. Okay, he wasn't fighting the greatest of guys. I think Felipe Linz may still be a problem for some people in that division because he's. I mean, he's not a kickboxer, but uh, I thought it was brilliant. Mate. I thought Arlovsky was class. Uh, I thought it was really good. As you say, Linz didn't really offer maybe what I hoped he would well offer. And you think PFL champion, somebody that's going in there. And maybe have a bit more about his game. Um, maybe he's a multi-millionaire or a millionaire now. He's not really. I'm not saying he's no last, but he's uh, he's, he's set up for life, and he doesn't need work ever again. So, nah, um, but maybe maybe game an half fight. We'll get an half fight in the UFC. I would think maybe you'll see something different from him. And he'll he'll come out and prove everybody wrong, and maybe show that that what he had in the PFL wasn't just a flash in the pan, and he'll go and do it and in the UFC and you go and show off his skills you never know because the heavyweight division is not a deep division so somebody can come through and win a couple of fights you can fly up at the rankings do you know what I mean so yeah I'll be interesting to see what about Thiago Moises Achilles leg lock which is basically a heel hook is it not oh, did they not call it a heel hook no, according to this, it's an Achilles leg lock. I've seen that, but I thought they called it a heel hook on the night. Um, yeah, I think it was a heel hook. Um, Michael Johnson was... was superb for the first round. Absolutely brilliant, man. Dominated Moises. He didn't have a scooby what to do with him. Johnson, you know, Johnson looked amazing, mate. Johnson looked like the Johnson that obviously gave Khabib a bit of a, a fright. And beat Tony Ferguson. Beat, I know. When did that even happen? <laughs> I didn't even know that had happened. I went back in 2012, man. Like absolutely. Last mate. person to beat Tony Ferguson, mate. Unbelievable. It's um, he's had some great wins over the years and some, you know, some obviously some tough losses, you know. But I mean, it's mental to think that it's it's gotten for him to be bowing the back of three losses. Obviously, Stevie Ray knocked him out in October. Um, Josh Emmett won was near poor loss, though. That's one thing I would oh, say. Oh, that was a punch for hell, man. Remember uh, that? Yeah. Yeah, it was unbelievable, man. Um, you look at who he's lost to, but he loses to good fighters. It's not as if he's... Always seems to be solid fighters, though. Like Josh Emmett, solid. Darren Elkins, solid. Gaethje, solid. Diaz, solid. Khabib, best ever. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Darius as well. Like Darius proper. I didn't mean the best ever overall. I just mean the, probably the, currently the best lightweight in the world. Okay, I was just I, was, I just gave you a funny look there just to see what you were talking about. Yeah, Dick. Nah, I don't mean best ever isn't like ever ever. I just meant like kind of the new. He's probably one of the best. But you know what I mean? Like he's not been beaten by and he's some of the names he's beaten though. Like he's beaten Barboza. He's beaten Tony Ferguson. He's beaten Poirier. 
It's, <laughs> I was, it's ridiculous, actually, isn't it? I was gutted for him, mate, because I think he just got caught for that split second that Moises dipped and rolled him. I'm gutted because I think I think Johnson would have pieced him up. I really do. I think Johnson would, Johnson would probably have smashed Moises if that had stayed on the feet. If he could have kept on the feet, I, without doubt, he could have really smashed him to pieces. But um, it was brilliant to see Thiago Moises, how highly level his BJJ is, man. That was unbelievable. Literally, ding, ding, ding. Roll, grab your leg, lock your ankle. Good night, I'm going up the road. That was what the second round was. There was nothing else to the second round but that. Yeah. Um, the skill set, like he'd obviously, he's just so highly skilled, Thiago Moises. It was unbelievable to see, man. It really was. It was brilliant. It was class, mate. It was class. It was. I mean, I, it was good, man. I love watching BJJ. I loved. I loved the role. I thought it was just to get into that was um, to get in that position was just brown, man. Straight off the bat, brilliant. I think his coaches told me today as well. Is that like you need a stink during the kind of the break? Well, like you need to get us in the floor now, basically. Do that. Just. Just take him down, just get in there straight for the takedown straight away, done it, win a fight, boom, game yeah, over. Johnson would have Johnson couldn't can handle that, unfortunately. Do you know what I mean? Nah, he's no he, he, I think Johnson was a bit of a wrestler in his younger days, but he's not got that in his game yeah. anymore as such, do you know what I mean? So doesn't have that BJJ stuff in him anyway, that's for sure. Um Mine's right, it was decent. Would you, I never actually seen any prelims. I've got a chance to catch up on the prelims. Prelims uh, were good. They're good on this card, mate. The prelims with Chase Sherman looked amazing. Um Brian Keller versus Hunter Azure was good. Um, I'm not sure that deserved fight of the night. I actually thought that um, Ricky Simone Borg was a better fight, if I'm honest. Um, Sierra Eubanks, I find her extremely boring to watch, um, but she was good against Sarah Mraz. Uncomfortable uh, anyway, the result is. Yeah, Morales, Vinyes was brilliant, man, because Morales was this kind of, he went out flying, smashed him for maybe around and three quarters and then slowed down and you were just wondering if Benitez was going to maybe just just nick it man it was it was one well, it was I don't know I don't know how the judge got 30 27 because I would definitely have given the third round to Benitez but um yeah it was class it was it was a good good prelims mate it was a good set I see as we always keep saying you know a card's only as good as its prelims and this was a good prelim um it was a good night of fighting man for what I've seen it was it was just good to UFC in a Wednesday night. That was a weird one waking up on Thursday morning. You could have to work going like that. Fuck's sake, man. It was UFC on last night. I know. You could just have patchwork and watch it, though. Well, I, no, because I've still got to clock in and out. I've still got to work, technically. Ah, you've got to clock in. We don't need work. Aye, but I've got to kind of justify what I'm doing a wee bit, so it's not as easy as that. You could easily have taken a couple of hours out of the day fucking watch the film. Possibly, but it's still not as easy yeah. as that. <laughs> Um, I Wednesday was good, man. It was it was good to just it's good to get fighting. It's just nice to have some have some you know sport on and um, yeah. I was amazing. Did you see some of the payouts by the way for that like that card? Did you see what Ben Rothwell got paid? Ben Rothwell got paid the most over anybody. Seriously? Yeah. Look at Drew Dober as well. Drew Dober's money was crazy. Sorry, Arlovsky got paid the most. Sorry, look at Arlovsky, man. That's ridiculous. Like. Ben Rothwell got two hundred and sixty grand for that. Aye, well, is that including our win bonuses? One tap. Aye, so you, but even then you have that hundred and thirty grand for Ben Rothwell. I just wait and say, does it? I love you getting a hundred and sixty-two grand or something like. Mm, it's metal, mate. Absolutely metal. It's crazy stuff. But hey, and you that think like just... somebody like Ray Borg who was fighting for a title and all that? All he was only getting forty-six grand. Look at Thiago Moises versus Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson was getting 83 just to turn up, just to fight, and Moises got 24 after the win bonus. <laughs> Moises was getting 12 grand to fight Michael Johnson. See, that's what I just don't get that shit, man. I really don't. I know they sign contracts, but that's mental, I'm man. Sorry, David, because I, I, in fact, I've, Ricky Simone, I think, that, I think I read somewhere Ricky Simone signed a new four fight deal before that event. Mm-hmm. But if he signed a four fight deal and walked away with 60,000, that means he's signed a deal for 30,000 that fight. Yeah, that doesn't seem right to me. It's a bit weird, man. Especially when you like Sir Alex Hernandez is on the thirty six thousand. Drew Dober, as you said, Drew Dober was eighty three grand to turn up and fight. But Drew Dober has been in the UFC since two thousand and fourteen. Still doesn't make any sense. It's that a bit weird. Yeah, I know. It's all a bit weird. Anyway, let's move on to Saturday and Overeem versus Harris. Um obviously a very emotional night and um, 
Yeah, I mean, I guess we just start with the top fight then again. It was good to see Walt Harris back, man. He looked, he looked good first round. I thought, um, obviously knocked over him down at one point, and he tired some, quickly. He tired very quickly, man. I don't know whether it was a lack of training or just a lack of just general cardio that Walt Harris has got. He usually finishes his quite quite quickly. He's not one for going distance in a fight. Yeah. He likes to get in and out as quickly as possible. I think his last, his last full fight was 2018. His last full three-round fight before that was 2016. Before that was 2013. Before yeah. that was 2011. So he's had nine years of fighting and a total of 22 fights. He's had four fights go the distance. So it kind of shows, if you're watching Walt Harris, the chances are that'll be a short fight. Um, it's... Uh, it was it was weird. It was definitely a good stoppage. It probably could have been stopped about a minute earlier, to be honest with you. Well, but I thought it maybe should have been stopped a wee bit earlier. I did think that myself, to be honest. I thought Walt was just kind of covering up and just needed to do it earlier. Like, desperately. As soon as Overeem flattened, flattened him out, it should have got stopped, man, because that was a game over. But Overeem's weird, man. Like, I love Alistair Overeem. I think he's it amazing. Um, but, like, I just think it's weird. Like, sometimes he looks great, and then sometimes I'm like, meh. Like, I'm not. Like, against Rosenstrike, I thought. Okay, he could be with four seconds to go, and his lip was hanging off. Fair enough, but he probably should have well, been. He probably won the fight up to that point, hadn't he? As well, uh, exactly. I just and then he'd have, he'd have been off on a four fight, you know, tear after that. Do you know, I don't know. It's just a weird one. I can't even mind like because obviously against Big Frank he gets sparked out, and then again struggled against Blades and stuff like that. But has a, a few good wins since. But I love watching him, man. I'd love to see him get another shot at that belt. I think as long as he's not fighting Ngannou, he's got a chance against MD because he can grapple and he can wrestle. I'd love to see him fight Miocic. I really would. Because um, the first fight they had was brilliant, even though it only lasted four minutes. But um, I would like to see him fight Miocic again. Um, or, oh, nah, I don't want to see him fighting Ngannou because Ngannou's going to take his head off again. But I was That's good to... They did speak about after that, after the fight. That's who's kind of aim now. He wants to see if he can get another run at the title and possibly another title shot. But well, he just he said they would see how the rankings looked and how like, everything looked and how um, like where everybody was standing, and then you know go from there. I think he basically said that because he doesn't want to fight in Ganu. I think he's basically kind of fanning around about the issue that he doesn't want to fight in Ganu. So I think well, uh, you might find what will happen is over. He might fight somebody else in the top five, six, seven, maybe. Avoid fighting Ganu, letting Ganu get pumped by Miocic again, and then go right, Stepe, I'm your man. I'm next up, and then avoiding Ganu. I think if I if I was over him, I'd want to avoid Ganu like the plague. Um, I know over him's a good fighter and he's technical and he's you know he's smart and he's got big arms and big power, but I can't. I just I, I always struggle to see anybody beating Frank and Ganu. <laughs> oh, definitely. I think. I think Overeem as well, he's maybe not just one fight away from a title fight as such. He's not got one person going through. I don't think that's the case. I think yeah. you're talking two fights before. Because you've got to think about this way. You've probably got DC Steepy still to come. And Ganu's then got a shot against whoever's won that. Mm. Unless they're to retire, maybe he can then fight somebody else. Um, so you're maybe talking about two fights. I'm looking at somebody like a Derek Lewis or maybe a GDS, something like that. Yeah, I think he should fight again. I think as say if if I was him and I was being tactical, I would I would fight maybe once, maybe twice more and see what the land lies. But I wouldn't fight in Ghana. I would have, I honestly would just. Oh, avoid I would that. avoid that. Aye, I would avoid yeah. that. For me, is if over if Overeem was going to fight in Ghana, it should be in a title fight. Yeah, even then, I, I would fight. Wouldn't in, do it. Uh, <laughs> he's got to have to go through him at some point, and that's the problem. Um, Aye, man, you've got to love Big Alistair. He's been about for so long. He's won so many titles within so many different things. Man, his first fight was, Jesus Christ, 1999. I mean, it's just, it's just mental. He's been he's been fighting for, like, I mean, that's crazy. That's mental. For 21 years, that's just... That was his 65th professional MMA match. Do you know what? The interesting thing I thought, which I thought was amazing when they said on Saturday, they said he's got more professional wins than he has years on the planet. That's mental, mate. That is mental. He's got 40 odd, like 43 wins, and he's only, th- well, he's 40 now, isn't he? But I mean, oh, mate. Even if you consider that, see, that's 66 fights, right? He's been fighting for 20 years. That's an average of just over three fights a year. Yeah, three and a half fights a year, yeah. That is mental, man. Just, he's a legend, an absolute, absolute oh, legend. Yes. 
he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, you could possibly say he's one of the best heavyweights to ever do it. You've got to look at the people he's beaten, the people who he's taken out and stuff like that. Without doubt, you've got to say that, I would think, mate. I know. He's held like... There's a couple of... A couple of names he's obviously still maybe wanting to get on his resume, but most of them he's he's taking them out. Yeah, he definitely. The ones has. that are left, do you know what I mean? That's the problem, I suppose. The ones that are left. It's just I whether he gets in a I mean he's beaten Belfort, he's beaten for Doom, he's beaten, you know, all these great guys, Mark Hunt, you know, he's as you say, he's Marco oh no, no contest against Marco Crocop, but Lesnar, you know, he obviously won the title and stuff like that. And it's just uh, it's mental, man. Mental. Legend. Um, Walt Harris, so been trying to see how he goes back for this. I'd imagine he'll take a wee bit of time off, maybe, and yeah. try and gather his thoughts again. And maybe, I don't know if you'll see him again before the end of the year. Um, I don't think it's necessarily a bad defeat for him. He was coming back from a lot and stuff like that. And emotionally, mentally, I'd imagine it was a tough fight for him to get involved in. But I imagine he would be back. Obviously, he's, he's fighting for his daughter now, isn't he? That's his cause in his life, and that's what he's doing. So, yeah. Yeah. I think he looked a bit heavy though. He did look quite heavy around about this, this the kind of stomach area and stuff. Like that. And well, it was someday. I don't know if it was DC or one of them, but one of them said he had to he had to basically cut cut weight to get to two six five, which a lot of heavyweights now don't do. Like, there is there is still some who do it. I mean, I remember I remember always thinking Augusto Augusto Sakai. They always keep saying that, but him he cuts like twenty odd pounds, man. Like, fuck that. But I, I I don't know. I just. I, I think your more modern heavyweights are more interesting. I mean, look at Big Frank. Frank looked absolutely tremendous at 265, and he's, you know, twice the height of Walt Harris almost, you know what I mean? So, not that I'm saying they should compare each other, that's just the way it is, but Walt Harris maybe is struggling a wee bit with the weight, but listen, mate, all kudos to him to come back and even think about doing it after what he's been through and, you know, saying that he was on the edge and that the last thing in his mind was fighting to get himself, put him through camp, because you have a lot of a lot of discipline and a lot of control and a lot of all that. It's just, I, I admire him so much, mate. I, I was a wee bit emotional at the end. Like, when he got a bit emotional, I kind of felt myself choking up because I was like, although he got beat and, you know, he's, uh, people say, oh, he's doing it for her and all that. He's doing it for himself, but to put in, to put in that effort and that drive and have that drive to do that after what he's been through is utterly, utterly outstanding, mate. And it's something that I'm, I'm massively just, I'm just, I don't know, I, it, I, was, I thought it was really nice at the end of the fight with Overeem after he'd finished him he kind of straight away threw up to him kind of cuddling him and talking to him and I was like he's like God, you, once you get yourself sorted come and train with me and we'll get that training together and stuff like that and it just shows you what a guy Overeem is as well as an absolutely brilliant fighter he's just an incredible man I think it's just the, I think it's just the, 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 the overall thing I think if people hadn't been so warm obviously people are going to be warm with Harris you know people aren't going to be like oh Sorry that happened, mate. You know, kind of blase. People are, but the UFC dealt with it. So he, you know, he thanked them and he thanked his team and everybody was there for him. And I think that's probably what's inspired them to get back in the ring. See, if you hadn't had the support, we might never have seen more Harris again. Possibly, and I think that's man. half the thing, mate. The, the yeah, fact that he has yeah. the, he had, I don't know, man. I just find them totally awe inspiring. I just don't imagine how, obviously, I don't have kids, so I don't know what that feels like. And I don't wish it on anybody. I think it must be the most horrible thing ever. But to have, to have something so terrible happen to you and then find somehow to get through it and not only go back to what you do but to put to dedicate yourself to it because what they do is a tough job you're talking you know three months of the year of solid you know hard work and I mean I just I don't know where you get the motivation and um, it's amazing no fair play to Walt man hopefully he's hopefully he's feeling better about things soon and stuff and he can move on get back into the octagon again definitely what about the Gideon? Um, uh, Gideon, you hmm Um, Split decision. For me, it was a possibly the wrong decision. Mm, I could see it. I can see it both sides. I probably would have given it to Angie Hill 29 28, but. I thought myself, to be honest. It's not the worst I've ever seen. No. It's not as, it's not as close as maybe OSP Rothwell, because, like, I, we could have seen that either way. Um, I, I, I did think Angie won. Um, I, I don't know what it is with Gedelia, man, but Gedelia really is like proper, proper struggling, man. Like it's that's a few times I've seen her and just been a bit like kind of underwhelmed. Like, nah, really. 
she looked okay at times, and some of her times her striking was okay, and she got the odd takedown and stuff like that, but overall, as a performance, I just didn't see if I could tell you. And then she starts calling out Carla Esparza, but for me, if you're Carla Esparza and you're sitting in the middle of the rankings, you're like, no, I can't board with that. She never done enough for me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? mean? Then Gadelia is six in the rankings, so technically she'll go up as well. So maybe fighting the Sparza. Oh, yeah, sure, like I forgot that. Like that's a fair point. Like a wee title, I mean, I would, I would, I'd be happy to see it again because I think a Sparza, I think a Sparza would um, end Gadelia. I can't see Gadelia getting near the Sparza, to be honest, but um, yeah. I was a good, mate, it was a class fight. Angie Hills, Angie Hills, a totally totally different animal mate all of a sudden she's become this it's almost like a Cerrone moment for her she's all of a sudden something's happened in her life ever since she got beat by the wee um, the Chinese lassie um, Yan Shaunan in Chicago uh-huh. she's, she's been on an absolute tear man she's looked at, she's a doctor stopper she's had an elbow and punches TKO she'd had a really really good um, hard fight against uh, Luma Luke with me but I just, I honestly, man, she's a different animal. It's almost as if that last lost before this one. She, she kind of maybe gave her a bit of focus because I was, I was, I've been well impressed with Angie, man. To be honest, I so far, man, she's been superb since she, she came back to that loss. It's been so good. She's so much fun to watch as well, man. She keeps talking about being the kind of the female cowboy, female Cerrone, and she has. She, she wants to fight every time. She's fun to watch and she does fight. Mm. Even a style of fighter, she is. She, she bounces about in her feet and it's just good to watch and she just gets in and about it. It's just, aye, she's good. She's a really good fighter to watch. And Do you know? I don't think it'll first, be long before we see her again anyway. Our first four losses, right, in our career Tisha Torres, Rose Nama Yunus, Jessica Andrade, and Nina Ansaroff. That's like four of the top five, you know, strawweights that I've been about. You know, yeah. the last 10 years or 10, 5 years, you know what I mean, mate? It's, it's crazy. People say, oh, she's not got a great record, but I think, okay, maybe the, the losses to Casey, Marcos and Shaunan maybe aren't as good. But if you've got four losses against those four names and then a loss to Claud- Claudia Gadelia and you've got eight losses, that's not bad, mate. Like, really not that bad. No, it's but, not, man. It's not. Um... I'm gutted for her because I think she got robbed of her. Not robbed, I think she got taken a wee win off her there, to be honest, but... Yeah, I, de- I definitely thought for me that she won the fight, and I think it was a bit of a shame that she talked about the result in the end, to be honest. But yeah, um, be back. What about Big Edson's debut at featherweight? Physically, I thought it looked good. It didn't look too thin, which I was scared of. Mm-hmm. The other thing was it reminded me of Aldo just be looking at him. Mm-hmm. Um, Similar. I thought it looked decent. I possibly thought he maybe just stole the fight. I wasn't sure. I thought it was a very close fight again. I, I think this fight again could have went either way. Yeah, no, definitely. But I had I had Iggy. I had Iggy 29-28. Fair enough. Um, just, it was a close fight. It was a good fight to watch. Dan Iggy is just absolute fucking dynamite, man. He just, he's he's a, just stuck in there, right? He doesn't give a fuck. He's a terror, man. He's like proper, like right on about it, man. Like... I mean, Barboza's dangerous, but see, the thing is, the key to beating Barboza is getting close, because... Use these kicks, a, the kicks. Aye, if you've got a chin like Dan Ege does, you're going to be able to take a 1-4-5 Edson Barboza punch. He clearly showed he could. So, I mean, I was I was quite impressed. I actually thought this was an absolutely class fight, mate. I was well impressed with this fight. I enjoyed um, it, I've got to say. I did. It was a decent fight to watch, man. I really was. If it wasn't for the actual fight of the night, this would have been my fight of the night. I thought this was a brilliant fight. Well, see, I've got probably two that were ahead of us. Right. We'll talk about when we get to the prelims later on. Yeah, okay, I'll look forward to it. Um, um, Yoko Anders, can we skip that? Yoko won, probably deservedly, end of. Um, Song Yadong versus Marlon Chido Vera. Another fight that, as much as it wasn't a split decision in the end, it possibly could have went either way for me as well. I thought yeah, it was a really Vera, close fight. Vera was not happy, man. I can understand that, to be honest, because I really I thought he maybe I sneaked it as well. Song did not look as good as he's looked in the past. I was disappointed in Song. Then, then I was thinking about this, right? I actually had Song just, like, just, literally just, mate. Like, when I watched it, I was like, that was tight, man. But I probably just, if I had to, if I had, if you had, if you had to make me pick one, I'd have picked Song. But see, last time out, Song got the draw. Uh-huh. against Cody we weren't that impressed with him you and I pure lambasted him because he's looked really really good remember that one punch knockout Alejandro Perez man it was like a 
a class, I think there was like a left or a right, I can't remember if it was a, a right hook, I think it was a right hook, it just came out of nowhere, but against Cody, man, I was not impressed with him, and against Vera, man, like, I, I wasn't really that impressed, to be honest, like, I thought I Vera... He's clearly got everything, he's got everything to be a very, very high class fighter, but he's not shown it all at this moment in time, and I think that's maybe a wee bit... He was decent on the night, but he wasn't the superstar that I was expecting to see when I watched Song Yadong every time. He's brilliant. He is a brilliant fighter, but he didn't prove it probably in the last two fights for me. I think these fights will make him better, though. He's only 22, mate. We've got to rein it in, like, proper. Like, the guy said, like, it's crazy. We need to, like, you know I mean? He's he's not lost a fight since October 2016. Okay, I had the draw. People will say he probably shouldn't have beaten Vera, but he's got to... He's got loads of time, mate. He just needs to take his time. He's in the right. He's at the right gym for his size because obviously that gym's full of you know uh, bantamweights and yeah, um, It's it's the best gym in the world for him to be at, I think. And I think he, I think he, mate, he's a future champ. It's definitely going to happen. Cheeto oh, will get his, title. Yeah, I think Cheeto will get his chance as well because I think Cheeto Vera is brilliant, man. I was so gutted for him because he was on a proper good, proper good run. I mean, the wins he's had, you know, Canetti, Sainz, Hernandez, Yo, it was. It was a class performance by both of them, and that's why I would have. I agreed with the fight, and I thought that was a class fight between them. So it was a really good fight, mate. It was a cracking fight to watch. Yeah. Um, good, decent, decent main card, anyway. Some good good fight main card, mate. Yeah, good main card. Three, I mean, four decisions out of five. It was a long watch, but it was. Um, it wasn't. It was a good watch, except maybe Yoko Anders was a wee bit of a struggle at some points, but the rest of it was brilliant. It was, man. Um, Quite a look at prelims. Uh, Miguel Bieza versus Matt Brown. Matt Brown's fucking mental, by the way. So's so so Miguel Bieza. Ah, well, that's true as well, man. I mean, Matt Brown is like is terrifying. Like he's absolutely terrifying. Um, but the fact that Bieza can take those shots and survive that, and then knock out Matt Brown was class, man. Bieza looked amazing. Was well impressed with him, man. Well impressed. I looked very good, mate. He really did. Um, Kevin Holland made quite work at Hernandez. I mean, mate, that was that I was, was surprised for us. So was I because I remember Kevin Holland being a big, dull, boring bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, though. He kind of, he seemed to kind of ground fights out. He never really, like, he's not, well, he's not, he's not really, that's his first TKO in UFC. And it's his yeah. sixth or seventh fight in the UFC, sixth or seventh fight in the UFC. So, uh, he's, he's, he's not usually an exciting fighter to watch, uh, Kevin Holland. So, when he went and done that to Hernandez, I'm just sitting there shocked. I'm like, what the fuck happened there? I think I actually picked that Hernandez to win the fight, to be honest. I really didn't see that coming for Holland. Yeah, I was the same because Anthony Hernandez is a bit of a badass man. Yes. I, I picked Hernandez as well because I wasn't that impressed with Holland, but Holland was classier, mate. Definitely one to remember for next time because he might he might surprise us, so it might be one to kind of just look out for in case he maybe makes a wee tear for it, you know what I mean? But Definitely, man. Um, well, it wasn't a surprise because he's just fucking sensational. Giga, Chikadze, what a fighter this man is. Mate, I know you and I have this discussion all the time, right? And we said if we could do one discipline, I'd hundred percent be a, a jiu-jitsu guy. And you, you always say you like the kickboxing. That fucker makes me want to do kickboxing. He's that guy makes me want to put on a pair of gloves and a pair of you know shorts and fucking kick fuck out of somebody. He is class, mate. Absolutely class. Okay, he probably shouldn't have had to make so much hard work of Urban Rivera because Urban Rivera was on a two-day notice and he was obviously a lot heavier than what he normally is. He's a bantamweight, but. It's as tough as nails, Urban Rivera, to be fair. Oh, mate, chin. It was, it was brilliant. It was... Listen, it is what it is, man. It was a class performance, and, you know, Chikadze was just amazing. He was brilliant. He was absolutely superb, as you say, man. He was just he totally dominant. His striking is just unbelievable. Mm. Some of the, just, some of the th- things he was throwing was just absolutely brilliant, mate. Honestly, he's just so good. Um, This was possibly my fight tonight, mate. Landwehr versus... Darren Elkins, just for the blood, guts and the glory, man, I See, loved it. I know, but it was a shite fight, man. I don't understand how Nate Landwehr won that fight. He didn't do fuck all. See, when I seen the decisions, right, I was really shocked by that. I honestly don't get that decision at all. Never mind the 30-27s. I could maybe understand if it was a split, but honestly, mate, I do not understand how that boy won three rounds. It just looks like he did because your man was absolutely smashed to fuck. Well, fair enough. 
that sounds a bit acceptable, but the fact that he, I think the shots that Nate was hitting Elkins with was always causing damage, whereas for me, Nate didn't have a lot of damage on his face, one or two things here and there, but he wasn't as damaged as the damage was. Do you know what I mean? So I think that maybe that swung it from because it was, it was literally just two guys just swinging at each other, hoping they're not fucking each other. I know, I get it. I do get it. I just, I, I just couldn't believe it. I see when they're like 30, 27, 30, 27. I was like, well, those scores are weird because I don't think Darren Elkins won three rounds thinking Darren Elkins was going to win. I, I know it looked bad for Elkins, but I just, I felt Landwehr was too busy, you know, just moving and not doing anything and then fucking like showboating and all that shit, man. I was just, I just didn't think he did enough. I, I was really shocked by it. I don't know if it's just me, mate. I could be wrong. I think because Elkins looked like he'd been, like, you know, been eaten by a shark, it looked, it looked bad, but, um, Nah, I wasn't. I definitely was nowhere near my fight of the night, man. Not a chance. Not even a performance of the night. There was at least two or three fights in front of that for me. Like, I just, nah. I maybe didn't. I I didn't. Like the, maybe I like the blood too much. Maybe that's what it is. I know you like the blood, mate. And to be honest, it's a class picture when you see Darren Elkins. Well, you can't see Darren Elkins' face. He looks like that baddie for Captain America. Um, another one with a red face. Aye. He looks like that, man. But, um, nah, I wasn't overly impressed, mate, to be honest. But that's just me. Um, that's just my opinion, I guess. But, no, it was a good night of fighting, man. It was a really, it was good. It's just good to get fights in the goals. Just have fights on. It's just fucking superb, man. Um, Again, it was, it was a, a good card. Whole, aye, it was a, it was a good card. Um, still a weirdly do it a wee bit with the whole situation with lack of crowd and you can hear every single thing. Um, I don't mind that so much. There's only one part of that I don't like and that's the fact that the fighters can hear the commentators. That annoys me. They should move the commentators. Good. Why do the commentators need to be next to the cage? There's no exactly. reason for that. They've got they've got monitors. Okay, I it's nice to be there so you can see things. Maybe if the monitors don't catch it, but seeing this situation just for the fuck it, move them further back because I I would find that really annoying. See if that was me as a fighter and Daniel Cormier is critiquing my fucking wrestling. I'm like, oh DC, what a shut the fuck up, mate. Well, there was, I mean, but there was times where fighters have turned out and gone like that. Uh, oh fuck, DC is not in the commentary. Now. I'm not getting help with my wrestling. I know. It was, it was weird. Um, it is weird having the fighters hearing people at ringside and stuff like that. And even you can hear the fighters talking to each other. And then yeah. the coaches as well. The coaches, I think it was, it's a Smith to share a fight. You notice so much how much the coach is shouting at the fighters. Aye, James Krause doesn't stop, man. He doesn't stop. He never he, does, though. He was doing mad at it, I don't know what Smith was feeling like. No, no. Um, Aye, the whole thing's a bit weird, but it's just, it's one of these things, like, I watched some of the German football at the weekend, uh, and football doesn't work without a crowd. It's decent, but it doesn't work, but it's not the same. Even somebody scores a goal, it's like, uh, Yay! Yay, we scored. But fighting, yeah. a fighting works without a crowd, I think, you can get away with it. Oh, you definitely can, you definitely can. I don't have an issue so much of hearing everything. I just have an issue with the commentators. That's the only thing I would change. I don't have an issue with the coaches because sometimes you can hear the coaches anyway if they're loud. Like you, even if there was a crowd there on Saturday night, you still would have heard James Krause shouting at Anthony Smith. That's why they went tonight. So, I mean, it's just, it's just, um, it's just the commentators for me. But yeah, listen, it's glad to have the fighting back. It was two really good cards, mate. Loads of class fights. It just shows that they're getting much, much better at the fight. Um, putting fights together and styles together, mate, because there wasn't, I mean, other than maybe Yotko Anders, there wasn't any other fight that was massively, massively meh for me. Like, everything else was pretty decent. There was something decent to get into. So, massively. Yeah, a lot of this is, this is kind of thumb together, and it's just done kind of, right, who's available? Who's in what weight class? Let's just battle them together and hope for the best. But it's worked out for the best. It's been really, really good. Obviously, I was going to say what's next, but we don't really know. Um, they've moved the event from the 23rd to the 30th. I know that. They still don't know where it's taking place. And they, they say they might have a headliner with Gilbert Burns and Tyron Woodley, but there's no way I know for sure. So there's not really much to talk about other than that, to be honest. No, I think for what I'm reading, though, that the fight will either be, if it's not at the Apex Centre in Las Vegas, um, it will be in Arizona, because Arizona seemed to be... Um, they've opened up again sporting events without crowds so I think Arizona if it's not as I said in Nevada if Nevada don't open up the Apex Centre for the UFC then it's going to be in um, Arizona which probably makes more sense I think there's probably a lot of fighters maybe based out of the UFC training facility and stuff like that they all live in a lot of them live in Las Vegas um, 
Phoenix is only probably four or five hour drive on the road, something like that. So if they need to get to Phoenix, it's going to be a hell of a lot easier to do that. It would be for people getting to Jacksonville. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Well, I mean, obviously, it'll depend whether we do another show or not, guys. So this may be the last you hear of me and Mark for a while, um, or a couple of weeks at least anyway. Um, I'd imagine, I would imagine even if you, if what, what's, what's technically classed as UFC Fight Night 176 doesn't take place, mm-hmm. I'd imagine UFC 250 would take place. Because um, that's got the title fight on it. Following weekend, yeah, of course. It's got um, uh, Spencer Nunez, so that's going to take place just a matter of where. Isn't it? Yeah, I'd imagine, I would think by that point, possibly the Apex in Las Vegas have built them back up again and that'll be in there. Um, still no hell then it'll be Fight Island. Hopefully, Fight Island's open soon. Oh, I just cool. want to see what this thing looks like. I think it's just a myth, mate. I think he's just talking shit, but we'll find out soon enough. I don't think so. I think this is happening. There's no doubt in my mind. I think Dana White's mental enough to make this happen. Yeah. MD can do it as Dana can do it. That's true. Right, okay. Anything else? Not particular. There's not a lot of, not, there's not a lot of news or anything like that there happening. Um, the only thing we were talking about was sort of heavyweights earlier on. Um, did you hear about John Jones saying fucking Francis, let's get it on? Oh, mate. I would love to see Frank and Gano smack that fuck out of him. I knew you would say that. Um, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, so possibly. I got a while away from that, mate, to be honest. But hey. You don't know. That's the thing is with DC and Stupe if they end up fucking making a heavyweight title fight. You don't know. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? It'd be interesting to see, man. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right, well, that's us for on the latest episode guys usual from us get us on Facebook Instagram Twitter at Inside Cage MMA if you listen to us on Spotify or in, or iTunes and that please favourite it subscribe to it share it rate it whatever you can do anything you can do to help us we'd very much appreciate the help the only way people will get to hear it more is if people can uh, if people like yourself can share it and put it out there for us so we really appreciate it if you can do that um, and uh, yeah stay safe and stay corona-free, hopefully, and we'll catch up with you soon.